Okay, so this week we are learning about the crossing of the Red Sea and the, uh, the Shira, the song that Am Yisrael sang to Hashem after crossing the sea. And there is a, a verse in the middle of this, this, the middle of this story that sticks out and seems to uh, defy explanation. The Torah says that after they crossed the sea, after the water was split, the water returned to its strength. So it sounds like that you would have thought that after the water split, it wouldn't be as strong as it was before. That's what it sounds like. And the Torah says, no, it was the same water as it was before. So it, was, it had the same strength as before. Why would I think that it wouldn't? Why would I think that it suddenly lost its strength and now the Torah has to tell me that it got its strength, that it had the same strength as before? That's one item in the verse that seems to need to be clarified. Another problem is, it says that the uh, water, uh, the words to its strength has the same letters as the word condition. So Talmud says that before God made the world, God made a condition to the ocean and said, I'm only going to allow you to exist on condition that when the Jewish people come to you and they'll need to cross, that you will, that your waters will split. That's, that's what the Medrash says. So when it says in the Torah that the ocean uh, returned to its strength, the Medrash says it means it returned to its condition. It, it fulfilled the condition upon which the existence of the ocean, of the of this yam, the existence of the Red Sea, uh, was there in the first place. It was doing what it was told to do, what it what it was, what it agreed to do, when Hashem made it. So, a lot of things you know, make make you wonder when you hear that. It sounds like God was like trying to uh, uh, figure out how he's going to get the sea to split. And the only way to get the sea to split is if he makes a condition in the beginning before he creates the sea. And now that he makes a condition with the sea in advance of when he creates it, so now he can make sure that the sea will actually obey him. It sounds like there's some other force there and the God has to contend with this force. And therefore, God makes this condition before he, at the beginning of the creation, so that he won't have any problems later. Uh, that, that, which is obviously not true. What would have happened if God would not have made a condition with the, with the sea? Let's say no condition was made, and the sea is just the sea, and the Jewish people have to cross the sea. God couldn't have split the sea. Well, why does it say that that the, the there was a condition that was made? Other problem is the words in the Torah: "The sea returns to its strength," are where the Medrash derives the word condition. The word strength, leisane, has the same letters as the word condition. So the Medrash is saying that when the sea returns to its strength, that, that, that verse is not talking about the, about the sea splitting, it's talking about the sea flowing again naturally after it split. So, Blake, am I, are you listening or am I? Yeah, okay, that's all. No problem, I just want to make sure I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm I, I, no problem, no problem. So I, I, I don't want to just ignore, ignore a live human being and only give, give oh, honor sorry, to Zev, sorry, sorry, who's, sorry. who's just on the camera, <laughs> even though it's not his fault. That's the irony. <laughs> Anyways, so... Uh, do not take your face off the screen just because of that. Anyways, so 
So when the Torah says that the sea returned to its strength, the sea started to flow again, the Torah says that it was, it was returning to its condition. But the condition that God made wasn't about it flowing. The condition God made with the sea was that it should split. So how does a simple translation of the verse fit with a midrashic explanation of the verse? There's a rule that whenever there are two explanations in one verse, they have a connection to each other. Like the Talmud learns about laws of shotness. Torah says that in order for something, something to be considered shotness, um, the word shotness is made up of three parts, shua tavivinus, which means to be spun, to be twined, to, and the Talmud says in order... Huh? Znus, nus, nus, shua tavivinus. Shua tavivinus means they're combed together, they're twined together, and they're... They're combed together, twined together, and, and woven together. So only if it has all three does it become the biblical condition of shatnas. So even though the word shatnas can mean any of those three, but the Talmud says since it means all three, they're connected, and you have to have all three conditions for it to be considered shatnas. So that's a, a rule. From there we learn in general that whenever there's more than one explanation on a verse, all the explanations are connected to each other. It's not just, they're not, they're not like in, in they are in different universes, that's the truth. I mean, Pshat, the Rebbe, Zushan say, the four levels of Torah explanation are parallel to the four worlds. So, so the simple explanation has a relationship to this world, and the deepest explanation has a relationship to the world of Atsilis. So they are indeed in different universes, that's true, however, it's still connected to each other. That means whatever explanation there is in the Midrash has to somehow reflect in the simple explanation. But here, the simple explanation and the Midrashic explanation seem to be incongruous. The simple explanation is that the sea uh, started to flow. It went back to its strength. The Midrashic explanation is it fulfilled its condition. Its condition is in its, in its splitting, not in its, in its flowing. So how does it, its flowing in full strength have a relationship to the condition that the Midrashic is talking about? The Midrashic is talking about the splitting, it went to its condition. And the simple explanation is that it just flowed, it, it was flowing. So, there's another medrash uh, which says that it's not only with the sea, it's also with all of creation, that whenever it's tzaddik, amichum tzaddikim, all the Jewish people are called tzaddikim, whenever there's a need for some kind of change in nature, for the sake of that Jew, for that mitzvah, it has to get done, Hashem made a condition with all of creation in a similar way He made with the, with the Reed Sea that when the need comes, it's, it's, it will suspend its borders and it will, uh, it, will, it will acquiesce to do what Hashem wants it to do. So Hashem made a condition with all of creation that it, it, should, it should do what Hashem wants and go against its nature for the sake of, for the tzedek, sake of tzaddikim. That's what the Tesis Yalta says. And why, and why was there a condition? Tzitzit says it's lehoyres, it's to show that it's always created for the sake of the Jewish people. That's the language of Tzitzit But it's really a lot deeper than just to show, to show that it's for the sake of the Jewish people. What's the meaning of a condition? What does the word condition mean? There's a law, let's say someone makes, makes, makes a, uh, gets married uh, on condition that uh, he owns um, the Brooklyn Bridge, let's say. So, the halacha is <coughs> that, that he doesn't own the Brooklyn Bridge, there is zero, there's no marriage at all. So, 
what you want to understand, when something has various parts to it, and you want to know um, which parts are critical to its existence, you have to know, you have to look at it like a, like a control in science. If one of the variables wasn't there, what would happen to it? So if you want to know what the, what the existence of something is, you have to remove one of the items and then you have to and see what happens to it. If that thing isn't there, what happens? So if, if it's gone, if it doesn't exist after that thing is removed, that shows that its whole existence hinged on that thing. So, so, it's, so there's two different ways that Hashem could have created the world. One way is He creates the world. And later, he moves the world around when, for the sake of different things that he wants to accomplish in the world. But Hashem didn't do it that way. Because Hashem made the existence of the world to begin with to, to hinge on the existence of the Jewish people and the existence of Torah and for the sake of Torah, for the sake of the Jewish people. So it's not that, that um, the world has its own existence and its existence is... in. It has to contend with Hashem's desire for the sake of Torah. It's it's the opposite. The whole existence of the world is for the sake of Torah. So, um, you upstairs already? I was. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. The door is unlocked. You know. it's, it's a school to keep the door unlocked to get in because uh, when you when you lose your keys, you got to do that. <laughs> oh, this is what you mean. It turns to its strength. It returns to its natural state of being because it was created for the sake of something. Okay, okay, very good. So, so, so let's go now to the questions we asked. For listeners just tuned in, we're trying to understand the meaning of the sea returning to its strength after it split. Seemingly, when it, it, it has its full strength before it split. What does it mean? It sounds like it only got, it only received strength. It only became strong after it split because the Mendes says that it, the sea returns to its condition that the words in the Torah which mean the sea returned to its strength are the same words the Medish interprets to mean the sea returns to its, returned to its condition which the condition was about the sea splitting not about the sea flowing so the answer is like this before the sea does something for the sake of the Jewish people its existence is merely like everything else in creation it just happens to be here because God decided it should be here. But once the sea is fulfilling its purpose and being there for the sake of the Jewish people and doing something for the sake of the Jewish people, so now the sea has a different kind of energy. Now it's connected to, the, to something eternal, something forever. Everything in creation is a means to an end. But the, the, the purpose of Torah and the purpose of the Jewish people is it's, that's not a means to them, that's an end in itself. So when we say that the sea split for the sake of the Jewish people, what that means is, is that the sea received a different kind of reality in itself that it, that it never had before. When the sea fulfilled its condition, it's not, it's, it no longer is one of the things that happened to exist. Hashem made the world, and the Talmud says the world exists for a certain amount of time. So everything in existence is here temporarily. There's not, nothing that's, that's permanent here. Like the famous story of the, of the Mzitzha Maggid we discussed last week, that, that uh, the Mzitzha Maggid said, explaining why he's able to live in dire poverty, he said, I'm just passing through the world. So I'm just, I'm just, I don't live here. So it's just, I'm just passing through. So that's true regarding his home. It's not true regarding his teremitzis. It's not true regarding the, the, the things that Hashem told him to do. 
So when the sea wouldn't have, without the sea splitting, before the sea is split, what is the sea? It's just something Hashem happened to create for a certain amount of time. But once the sea fulfills its purpose and it, does, and it splits the sake of the Jewish people, now it has a new strength. So it's not that the sea returned to its former strength that it had before it split. Now the sea is a whole different kind of energy. Now the, the reed sea has something that's connected to the purpose of creation. It receives something at, at the moment of splitting for the, for the Jewish people that it never had before. In the, going back to the analogy of the man who marries a woman on condition he owns a Brooklyn Bridge, so there was never a marriage in the first place. So in, in a similar way, had the sea not split, it would have been as if it never existed in the first place, as if there never was a sea the whole time. Conversely, when the sea does split, it's not just having the strength of an ordinary physical object in the world, it now connects to eternity, to, it connects to the purpose of creation. So, can bring this home to ourselves? Each of us is meant to go from our own Egypt towards Mount Sinai to get the Torah. And each of us has different things we contend with and we try to, try to keep Torah. So when you engage with a challenge, you have something that's formidable or not so formidable challenge to keep the Torah, there's different ways of looking at that challenge. One way of looking at it is there's, there's, there's the Torah, there's one holy noble thing that I want to do, and there's something else which is, not, which is getting in the way of what I want, of what God wants. That's one way of looking at it. Is that really true? Not really true. Because the whole reason Hashem made the obstacle in the first place was for the sake of the Jew being, over to, being able to overcome that challenge and get to, get to receive the Torah. People say to me uh, all the time, Rabbi, I have two problems. Problem number one is I don't have enough time to enjoy my money. And number two, I don't have enough money in the first place. I don't have enough money in the first place. So, so I tell the guy, I, I've, I'm a brilliant guy. I have a great advice for you. My advice to you is you should work less. Take one day off. And then you'll make more money and you'll have time to enjoy it. And like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I'm, I'm not making as much, enough money as it is. Take a day off and make more money. So yeah, that's exactly how it's going to work. And, and, and it really is not something that, that's palatable. It's hard, for, hard to swallow that because our... Uh, our makeup is that we think the physical world is a reality and it's real and it's, you know, in the language of Popeye, it is what it is and it's all it is. So for us to say that, no, it's, Hashem made it. And it's impossible for a human being to, um, to, to, to earn one cent that God didn't ordain that he should, he should make. And it's impossible that by going against the will of Hashem, you're going to be more successful than what Hashem, Hashem wants you to earn a living. It's impossible that by, by, by cutting corners in, in honesty or in cutting corners in, in Shabbos, that that's going to grant you anything because God made the world. So going against Hashem is not going to be, it's, 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 against, it's not just against the rules. Some people say, I'll keep Shabbos because for me Shabbos is more important than money. That's one level. But a higher level is, it's impossible keeping Shabbos is going to take away the money. In a way you could say that during the week you're working on the, in the business and on Shabbos you're working on the business. When you work, when you, like let's say for example, random example, let's say people have these conferences they need to go to every so often in order to, in order to uh, make their business work better. They have to work on the business. So uh, that's, that's what Shabbos is. Shabbos is when you're working on the business. Shabbos is when you're not just, uh, you're not in there, but you're seeing the blessing for the Holy in Shabbos. So it's not like um, you're, you're, you're giving up uh, your business for the sake of Shabbos. On the contrary, 
That's what helps you. That's what, that, that's, what cre- that's what creates your business. You're observing what Hashem wants you to do. So, so when we see things in our life that are, are seem defiant to Hashem's will, we have to realize it's not, not really defined to Hashem's will. They're only there, they're only meant to summon an inner strength within us, that they're there in the first place. So we should, that we should um, be strong and we want to go to receive the Torah. And then it will be revealed how those things themselves that seem to defy God are actually just like the sea in, in, in the inner dimension of the, of the godly energy of the sea the sea was yearning, couldn't wait when can I finally split for the Jewish people I can't wait for this to happen I can't wait to do something which is against my nature why? because that's the whole purpose of why I'm here so in a similar way when those challenges in, in the world and nature whatever they are and when they acquiesce and they do what Hashem wants them to do they're not, they're not changing they're not going against their nature they're receiving a whole different kind of strength. So therefore, what I need to do when I'm experiencing the challenge is that I need to summon my strength in order to, to reveal the strength, the inner, the inner meaning of, of what, what, I'm, what challenges I have. I don't know. It's just fun. It's not, I mean, not so relevant, but it's very funny. So a friend of mine um, is trying to put up a menorah in a certain uh, place, in, uh, and he's having a hard time because uh, the company that owned this piece of property where you want to put the Meneira uh, weren't sure that they want to allow them to put the Meneira there. But they eventually agreed. They liked the Meneira there and it was a great group spot and there's their freeway and we could see it. It was great. And then like, like a week before Hanukkah like, oh, change our mind. Like, you know, one line email, ah, forget it. <laughs> so, so it's a challenge, right? And then he remembers, I guess he summoned his inner strength and he said, how could this be? And, and, then, and then he remembered that he has a friend who actually works in, the, in this company. This, this company makes, um, uh, like, you know, on, on the New Year's, all these companies give gifts to their employees. That's what this company does. So, um, so he knew the lady in Blue Shield who uh, buys gifts for all the employees of Blue Shield. You know, a couple of thousand employees, who knows how many employees Blue Shield has. <laughs> so he says, can you send that email? Can you send an email to this company and ask them for about the menorah? Sure. Ask them to ask this company if they'll be, that they could somehow agree to put up menorah. So she sends an email. We're canceling our New Year's order <laughs> because there's no menorah on your property. <laughs> so, so he gets an email from the company five minutes later. Um, you know, we looked into it. <laughs> we'll be able to put up the menorah, no problem. Uh, so, so okay. So that that story has a happy ending, but the the, the 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 point is not the happy ending. The point is that how we have to look at a challenge to realize that, that this is the point of creation. The reason why there's a company there in the first place. The reason, the reason why there's there, there's um, is, is for the sake of the there. That's why it's there. Like the Rambam, the Rambam gives the following example. The Rambam says, the Kapi. The Rambam says a person has a palace, and it's there for hundreds of years. And the only reason why there's a palace there, the Rambam says, is because Someone's going to come, come over there, and, they get the, the, and it's going to rain, and they're going to need to, to have some, some shelter from the rain for a few minutes. And then once they leave, the whole, the whole palace isn't, isn't needed anymore. So that, 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 that's the way we have to look at, at our, uh, where Hashem puts us and what's going on in our life with a different lens, to realize that it's not like we're contending and fighting with, with creation. That's the opposite. Hashem made the world for the sake of Torah, and therefore when you're trying to get to, to your, your Sinai, and you see in front of you this reed sea, 
you have to realize it's only there for your sake. It's only there to, 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 to allow you to summon your inner strength and it wants you to split it. It, want, it wants you to, to summon your strength so that its inner energies can be revealed and, and it could suspend its own borders to do what Hashem wants it to do. L'chaim, l'chaim. Any, any questions or comments or criticism? Louder, louder. Oh. The gem.